0: It just gets you going because that means it is our favorite time of the year. It is the best sporting event known to mankind. It is March Madness. The tournament is coming up in mere days. The bracket has been revealed. Nathan Stacken and Travis Krins alongside here uh, with you here on this uh, the, the, this glorious week, Crins. It's the best. I mean,. You have even like NFL free agency and stuff sprinkled in there as well, but this is the best week of the sports calendar for me, at least, or just like this this whole month the the two weeks of championship conference championships and then leading into the NCAA tournament uh, the best time of the sports year.
1: It is it's, uh, very nice to have this back again with people in attendance. It's um, very good. Rats, it's a favorite. I mean, these four days, these four days. Next week's week sweet sixteen. You know, just just isn't as good because there's. What do we got? 30, 30 some games here this this week, and you'll have uh, what 10,
0: twelve games next weekend? I think the fall or like weeks next weeks. week. It's very very limited.
1: I like this more than the final four. I like this more than the sweet sixteen. elite eight weekend. Mm-hmm. This opening weekend, I like it.
2: Yes, because there's
1: from eleven a.m. Eleven o'clock at night. Uh, it's it's the best upsets. Fill out your bracket. You follow along. Uh, something crazy is going to happen. You don't know what it is. It's mm-hmm. the best TV show on the TV.
0: Absolutely, wholeheartedly agree. And we will. This is our. This is our best podcast. This is our favorite podcast to do of the year because we go through game by game, give you picks, give you little nuggets of information, help you fill out your bracket. We've done this ever since. We did the radio show in the basement at the Student Union. there are at the KSDJ Studios at South Dakota State. Uh, we've brought it to you here now on the podcast, so uh, this is going to be a lot of fun, and we will get to the Bracket here in just a moment. But first, a couple of items that we need to discuss to bring up. Uh, Baseball is back. The lockout is done. You must be very happy, very excited, and yet slightly perplexed by what the Minnesota Twins are doing.
2: Yeah, I thought the
1: lockout would last longer. I wasn't too mad about what was going on. Like get it figured out, whatever. And we're gonna get a full season anyway. It's gonna start a week later, which is fine. Probably for weather. So in the end everything worked out fine and they're back to going, so baseball should be fine. And the twins, they are they're active, it's exciting, so it's it's good to see them do something. This this new regime has been They've been pretty active. They, they've signed Josh Donaldson. Uh, they, they've traded. They traded Kentamaeda, one of their best pitching prospects for Kentamaeda there a couple of years ago, which was surprising. So they've done a lot of – they've done a lot of movement. They, they, I mean, Nelson Cruz was with them for a couple of years. He was the mm-hmm. best breeding signing they've ever had almost. Yep. Well, so with what they've been doing this week, it's been uh, – they're not done, so we'll see what happens here at the, at the end of the week or whenever they're done with this. What their big moves are, but so far, um, they're they're setting something up here.
0: We were doing our chat Sunday night after the bracket was revealed. You, me, Marcus, Charlie, and David Schottenkirk. and after we got done and stuff, you know, the, the we were talking and the trade for that uh, that brought. Um, the Josh Donaldson trade. The tw- the Twins traded Josh Donaldson to the Yankees for Gary Sanchez and Urshela. and it was just
2: it,
0: uh, Charlie and I were just watching you and Marcus. It was like you were going through the the seven stages or like the five stages of grief. Like you couldn't quite understand what was going on. Though the roller coaster of emotions that you were going through with with this trade was was um, was was something else because we. We look to you guys as our resident baseball experts, and it was just like, what the hell are the Twins doing? And, oh, they got this guy. Okay, that's not so bad. Now I see more people thinking that maybe there's something bigger on the horizon, that these trades are just the buildup to something really massive, especially considering how much uh, salary they shedded with Josh Donaldson. But uh, what what do you think is going to happen here going forward for the Twins?
1: I think they're going to sign – I don't know. The the big rumor is they're going to sign Trevor Stewart. Um, I don't know if if that's going to happen or not. They don't really need to make any more moves with the infield or the offense if they don't
2: want
1: to. They need to to get another pitcher at least. I would like two pitchers, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure they'll get one more. So they trade Josh Donaldson. They frees up a lot of money, about $50 million that frees up over the next two, three years. They trade a backup catcher I don't give a shit about. They trade the shortstop they got from the Rangers a couple days ago when they traded Mitch Garver away, which I didn't like that at the time at all because I liked Mitch Garver. But he gets hurt. He's injury prone. He's older at 31. So I um, didn't want that much at the time, but I'm, I'm getting. That's, that's, I'm okay with it now. So, with the, with the catching depth, they're going with Ryan Jeffers, who as a rookie had a very good year, and last year not hit very well at all. So, he's got to get better offensively. Mm-hmm. So, they get Gary Sanchez, who I've liked in the past. Big power-hitting catcher who is terrible defensively. And will probably spend some time at DH. And he's had some 30 home run seasons, but he also hits uh, hit 204 last year, and is just awful defensively. So uh, he's got he's got to pick it up a little bit. I mean, he he's not been offensively. He's kind of an all or nothing guy. A lot of strikeouts. He made some home runs, but you know, need to be a little bit more consistent. So he's probably going to be a backup catcher, DH type. Then you get Gio Urshela, who's a fine third baseman. He can maybe play some shortstop. He's he's alright. I got him on one of my fantasy teams. He's he's third, he's fine. He's average to slightly above average. So he's okay. So you look at that, they got you know, Miguel Sonot could play third if they want. He'll be at first, he'll be at DH. So are they gonna make one more big move here to sign a Trevor Story? Uh, it's not going to be Carlos Correa. So is it? Is it going to be Trevor Story? Doesn't mean the Yankees are going to get him. So uh, uh, if they do get Trevor Story, that would be their first ever hundred million dollar contract to a free agent. Uh, Josh Donaldson was their previous biggest at you know, ninety two million. And uh, Josh Donaldson, he was fine. Um, he was injured a bit. He did play like one hundred and thirty five games last year, but he was. He was always hurt early in the season, and it took him a while to come back. And he is older, and he has had injuries, so I'm fine with them moving on from him, freeing up some space, some salary. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Uh, Oakland's been in a fire sale here, getting rid of some guys. I I think they're going to get a pitcher from Oakland here this week.
2: Very good.
1: Which I'd be fine with. Um, maybe Sean Manaya. Or Frankie Montas with the two pitchers from Oakland, I would take both of them, uh, or I would be happy with one of them. So that's why I'm looking forward to them getting a uh, trading for another pitcher or two because I like Sonny Gray that he's by far your best pitcher,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and he. I mean, they needed that, and he is. They usually don't trade for that level of a of a guy, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Joe Ryan. Mm-hmm. Last year from Tampa, they got for Nelson Cruz, think he'll be good. So mm-hmm. um, well, let's see what happens here. I mean, Michael Pineda is still out there. He's been there with the Twins the last couple of years. I wouldn't mind him coming back. So yeah, they've they've gotten they've gotten a couple of guys now, which is very twins like to be this active. But apparently, it's it, it, it's good to see them go out and get some some majorly quality guys. Mm-hmm. At least Sonny Gray.
0: So some of the things that this new CBA include a universal DH. So the NL is adopting the DH now. No more pitchers are hitting. That should be good for the game. That should drive in more runs. It could mean a lot more money for some players out there. Uh, you know, especially like moving AL to NL now. You don't. You're not limited in your position necessarily. Uh, so that's great. And the uh, the postseason now is expanding from is it 10 to 12 or 10 to 14?
1: 10 to 12.
0: And uh, what are your thoughts on on the, just, I mean, those are the two major ones to me. It, we're get, going back to nine-inning doubleheaders. We're going, you know, there's no runner on second anymore, which well, is great. Well, the
1: they're, they're discussing the runner on second I saw today, which sucks. Like, just leave it alone. Let Don't just get rid of it. So I,
0: I don't. I hope that discussion doesn't go anywhere. You hope it, they, they, they stay without it, right? Like,
1: get rid yeah. of it. Okay. We, yep. we don't need we don't need a softball rule. that put putting a runner at second to start okay. an inning. Yep. Leave the wait. So uh, yeah, with those things, uh, so I guess the first two teams are gonna buy best two records are gonna buy. So there's gonna be one division winner that's gonna be in this first round, best out of three. So there's gonna be no more uh, one sixty three one game playoffs. So if you're tied with a, if you're tied at the top of, the, of a division, they're just going to go off tiebreakers and who won the season series. So if two teams tie with 95 wins, there's no one game playoff, uh, which kind of eliminates some of that excitement.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One game playoffs are exciting when it comes to division, not too much the wild card.
0: Yep. That Twins Tigers oh, no. game I still remember. It was like one of the best games I've ever watched.
1: There'll be three versus six, four versus five, quick three game series. So, you get that, and then you get those top two teams get to rest and instead
2: of their pitching staffs. Well, they get rusty. That's, uh, that's an element there. Mm-hmm.
1: You don't need five, four, four playoff teams. It was about perfect. So you really don't need a fifth. I don't like that. You certainly don't need a six playoff team. So, I don't like the expanded playoffs. And if they go anymore, it's just a joke. Right? Six is about. That's about it. Any more than we're getting to the NBA territory, where you're going to get teams under 500 or right around 500, make the playoffs, and you should be, you should be, you know, well above 500 most years to be a playoff team. You just
0: should. Maybe that should just be a requirement, period. Like, we're going to take the top six teams in the, in the league, or whoever's above 500. Like, like, Whatever whatever happens first. So, like, if only four teams are above 500, well, then we only have a four-team playoff. I think that would throw some intrigue in there as well. But...
1: You know, at the, uh, at the American League last year, it would have been okay. Because you had seven teams at 90 wins or more.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: had uh, Toronto, would have been that six seed. Yes, They yes. were a good team, 91 wins. You had Seattle, very surprised, and they were at 90 wins. Mm-hmm. They were just behind uh, Toronto <clears throat> as the seventh seed. But then... You look at the National League, and uh, we didn't need that sixth playoff team. It would have been the, the Reds at 83 and 79. So, Reds had a good year last year. They did not need to make the playoffs at 83 wins. The Braves won it all at 88, and they were the fifth team in there. I guess they won their division. So, they had the fifth best record in their league and ended up winning. So the National League only had seven teams over 500 last year, and two of them were barely over.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. You've got the playoffs. Uh, You've got salary cap, luxury tax, threshold, like 220, 230, 240, whatever they are, 260. Bigger penalty for going over those, so I like that. More money for younger players. So if you win a rookie of the year, you get – Quarter of a million or a million dollar bonus or whatever that is a way to play to pay younger players more money mm-hmm. uh, to get that figured out because that's an issue. So they got it figured out. I'm happy about it. Um, they a lot of different things going on. So, um, like Peacock has a they get a game on the weekend somewhere. Apple TV gets like a Friday night baseball game. Like, all right, whatever. So, yeah, we're what three weeks away from the season. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, we're back and a lot of, a lot of free. I mean, with the, I mean a lot of free agency stuff that's got to get done quickly here. Yep, so, yep. And a lot of good trades, a lot of, a lot of good things. So,
0: yeah, a very condensed spring training. Yeah, three weeks. Uh, we'll have baseball, regular season baseball. So that'll be exciting, and we'll we'll break it all down then and of course we'll react to the news as it keeps progressing. Um so that's that. We had monster quarterback news this last week. Aaron Rodgers announced he's coming back to Green Bay. Russell Wilson traded from Seattle to Denver. Carson Wentz somehow still has a job. He got traded from Indianapolis to Washington. And then Tom Brady was a dick on Selection Sunday night and thought that that would be the time to announce that he is unretiring and coming back to quarterback the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, Tom Brady, suck it. I uh, don't like you anymore. More, well, Not that I really liked you to begin with. You're still a hell of a quarterback, but uh, I hope nothing good really happens to him. Like, you, he knows better. Come on, man. Um, lots of big quarterback news. Oh, Kirk Cousins re-signed with the Vikings. But the, I would say the biggest news was arguably Russell Wilson going from Seattle to Denver, because now that just makes the AFC West... A juggernaut of a division.
1: Yeah, they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, so well, I mean he's staying. So Aaron Rodgers, that was another one. of you he's yep. staying. Yep. And then yeah, Kirk Cousins is staying, and the quarterback shuffle is about done. Russell Wilson was the only big name to move, so I know surprising since what Pete Carroll said they weren't trading him, and then less than a week later they traded him. Mm-hmm. So I don't. You know, when it comes to draft time. I, I don't believe anything any coach or GM says about any player. Um, we're doing this, we're doing that. I don't believe them about anything. So, <clears throat> so there's that. Good for Denver getting him. He should. I mean, that's a, that's a big upgrade at quarterback. So, so they should be good. They, they should, um, they should be a playoff team, and that's yeah. The Chargers and the Chiefs. That's a, that's a pretty stout division. Yes,
0: I, and, and just some other news. There. I mean, Khalil Mack goes from Chicago to the Chargers for a second round pick this year and a sixth round pick next year. And the Carson Wentz trade. the the Colt or the 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 Commanders now as they're called are taking are um, sending two third round picks. I think there's another pick in there, and I think they're swapping picks in the second round this year. Washington's moving down from 42nd back to 47th. It's five spots, big deal. But uh, the, the third round pick next year can become a conditional second if Carson plays 70% of the snaps. So uh, you look at that, and it's far less than what the Colts traded to the Eagles to get once. They traded a first round pick and a, th- and a fourth round pick. So that's clearly bad. But then you get Dallas sending wide receiver Amari Cooper to the Browns for fifth and sixth round picks in this year's draft. It's like okay, we trades around the draft or trades for draft picks just absolutely are mind-numbingly stupid because you get very little in return for great for great production, great talent. Like Amari Cooper is a better wide receiver at his position than Carson Wentz is a quarterback at his position, and the the little amount that the Browns had to give up is is just jaw-dropping to me.
1: These trades don't make sense, as we've always said. I mean, yeah, obviously, he's got a big contract, and Dallas uh, didn't want that, so he just you know, got rid of them. But, but a fifth round, you need more than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't make any goddamn sense, some of these trades in the NFL. Yes, his contract is large. Yeah, uh, it,
0: it's essentially it's like, hey, we need to shed salary here. Can you just give us the minimum? <laughs> okay, if it's wait, a round pick, like
1: a third, you can't ask for a third round pick for Christ's sake. I, I,
0: I know it doesn't make any sense. Like the Chargers got Khalil Mack
1: for rel- I mean, relatively cheap. Yeah, second round pick this year, sixth round pick All next right. year. <laughs> I'll give up, I'll give up a second rounder and a sixth rounder for Khalil Mack. Yes, yes. And then it worked out. I mean.
2: The Rams just given up all their draft. I mean, I like that.
1: I mean, it, it's worked out for them. So, yes, we're going to get players that we know are good.
2: Mm-hmm. They're
1: older. They cost more. But we know they're good. We're yep. not going to draft a guy who may be good in a couple of years, and half of them probably aren't going to be good at all. Yep. So like what the Rams did, or I guess the Chargers doing that. I know what the, what the Rams have done with, with these trades. But, I mean, good for Cleveland, I guess. They need a receiver. They got rid of what Jarvis Landry. So, mm-hmm. they got rid of him. He's out there. Like, I mean, I would love to have him. I mean, for him to be a three-receiver three, some of three receiver for the Vikings would be great. Yes. And, but I, I don't see that happening. But, yeah, some of these trades are ridiculous. You know, if Deshaun Watson goes to Carolina or New Orleans. We're probably going to have to give up three first-rounders for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank went to Pittsburgh. I mean, if, if he's going to be their starter, I don't know what the fuck. With him. <laughs> I tell, like,
0: I tell uh, you what, um... It was between that and the Giants. Pittsburgh's got a great defense. I don't know what they're... They have to be drafting a quarterback at 20. They I, have I, to be.
1: I would, I would hope so. And then you've got me in Seattle. Obviously, they're going to likely draft a guy because... Yep. What's his nuts just isn't. Drew Locke is not. No. Just isn't. He's, he's a guy that just... He should be a backup or not in the NFL. Same for Frank. He, I mean, he's a backup. He's a backup quarterback. You don't need to... Make him a starter for any reason. Um, like Carolina, with you know, with all these quarterback rumors with them, like they need a guy, but it's like your your team is not good. I mean, you're, you're okay. You get Deshaun Watson now, what You're gonna give up a shit ton for him, and you don't. They don't have the p. They're not a quarterback away in Carolina. I don't feel. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, if they would get him, I'm sure that that'd be great for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But and and in Washington, just why I don't know it's is what 20 million, low 20s for his contract for a guy who is generously I'll call him an average quarterback he's probably not in the top 16 for quarterbacks in football I would, I would guess
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's not there what, what what do they want to accomplish they need a quarterback he's certainly not it mm-hmm Bounced around now and had that one MVP type season, or they won it all without him, and that's a huge outlier in his career because he's never reached come come close to being that good again.
2: No,
1: I mean the Colts gave up ri- ridiculous amounts last year for him, a first round pick. And-
0: well, I think it's just a, it's such a panic move by Washington because they wanted Russell Wilson, they didn't get him, and they're like, oh, we, we got to pull the trigger on someone. Uh, who who could we possibly do? Uh, uh Car- Car- Carson Wentz? What like what? It, it doesn't make. Well, why? Why? I mean,
1: it's, yeah, it's a waste of time. If
0: Frank Reich couldn't rehabilitate Carson Wentz, if if Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia during Wentz's rookie season, before Reich took the head coaching job in Indianapolis. If Wright couldn't get through to Carson, and if he was willing to dispose of him, shouldn't that be the biggest red flag of red flags? Like he, Carson isn't going to work out anymore.
1: I know, he's just a block quarterback. He just isn't that good. And Washington is not a good team to begin with. So.
0: And he doesn't sound yeah. like he's that great of a leader and not well-liked in the locker room either.
1: This is not, and... I don't know. It's just... I've heard a dumb move by a franchise that is pretty bad and one of the worst franchises in football and has a lot of dumb moves. Mm-hmm. So I guess
0: for them, it's, it's what you expect. Uh, free agency doesn't officially start, I think, until Wednesday afternoon or something, but we already have deals flying fast and furious. The Jaguars have made a couple moves, bringing in Christian Kirk, wide receiver from Arizona, and Brandon Scherf, the offensive lineman from Washington. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is signing a one-year deal with Miami to be the backup quarterback oh. there. So he's going back home. And uh, J.C. Jackson, the top cornerback in the market with the Patriots, apparently intends to sign a five-year, $82.5 million deal, $40 million guaranteed with the Chargers. So the Chargers continue cornerback? to get rid- uh J.C. Jackson, the cornerback formerly of New England,
1: oh. signing I'm with the Chargers. Go.
0: So he's joining with Khalil Mack. The Chargers are like, okay, Denver, we see what you're doing here we go. Double barrels.
1: There's that. I mean, Christian Kirk, that's an outrageous contract.
0: I don't uh, know what what's the contract? I just saw you he signed.
1: He's never had a 1000 yard season. What do you think it is? Four years. Four years for the services of Christian Kirk. Four years, Stackness. Fuck it's a stupid, stupid please, contract.
0: Please don't tell me it's is it more than forty four million? Double that. Oh my gosh. What? Four years, eighty four million. Oh my
1: gosh. For a guy that had seventy seven catches and just under a thousand yards and five touchdowns, which is by far his best year. He's never had a thousand yard year. He's never had more than six touchdowns. Christian Kirk has really fucked the good for him to get his money. Mm-hmm. Really screw the wide receiver pecking yeah. order. If Devontae Adams wants some money, yeah. the Vikings are gonna Justin Jefferson in a couple years. Yeah. They're all better than Christian Kirk.
0: Oh yes. You can't fault Kirk for getting the money. Like if someone if, if someone's saying, like, hey, come," like I'm sure he wants to win games. I'm sure he wants to win the Super Bowl. But if someone's gonna throw me eighty-eight million dollars and for for services, I, I'm not even worth that, close to that much. You're like, hell yeah! Where do I sign? Give, sign me on the, let me sign on the dotted line.
1: Well, uh, good for him, but that's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. Oh so, um, yeah. Well, and it's, uh, I think it's essentially maybe two years, forty some million when it comes down to it.
0: So. It's still a whole ton of money though that he's getting, like yeah, in terms well, of the signing bonus, way,
1: way too much for a. Guy who at best is a number two. Yes,
0: absolutely, absolutely. That's that's dumb. All right, should we? Is there anything else we need to get to before we get to the bracket?
2: No,
1: cousins resigned. You did that. Yeah, that's basketball.
0: Time. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, we'll go through here. Uh, we'll make our picks. A uh, couple things about the bracket, though. First, let's fo- let's focus in on our our team, our school, South Dakota State running through the Summit League uh, regular season and the conference tournament, undefeated, unblemished, 21-0. That's very, very impressive. It had never been done in the Summit League tournament or uh, Summit League before. They crushed USD in the semifinals. They had a nail-biter with uh, with NDSU. Like, it just, uh, you know. It just, it it got me, it got me. I was like, no, no, they got to do it. Just more so because it's such a special season that they appear to be having. And we will pick this game here later on, but the the Jackrabbits get a 13 seed. And when when I was watching the the selection show on Sunday, I was like, okay, I'm hearing, okay, 12, maybe an 11, but the team that I had said Pretty much since last Tuesday, like Wednesday, I'm like, if there's a team that I want to play just based on the brackets, give me Providence. I don't want to play Houston. Houston plays too good a defense. Iowa, shooting lights out right now with their offense. Uh, it, it, certainly, South Dakota State could keep pace with them for a little bit, but I would prefer not to have that. Uh, there was um, like UConn in there, sure, fine. Like, UConn, go, very physical team. But I would prefer not them. St. Mary's, slow the game down, very good defensively. That would have been okay. But if you're looking at all, like UCLA, hell no. I don't want to touch them at all. Uh, you just look at some of these other teams in here. Uh, who, who else? Arkansas, Illinois. I was like, no, no. How How is Doug Wilson going to stop Kofi Coburn? It's just not going to happen. So the team I wanted was Providence. And... We are big fans of Ed Cooley. Uh, we we love him. We, uh, we we talk about Providence a lot. But if you've watched Providence this year, you know how good they are. They're 25-5. First 25-win uh, season in like 30, 40 years for them. They're very, very good. But they play in a lot of close games. They don't really have one big star that takes over. Uh, yes, they're physical, but... They can be had, as ev- was evidenced by the fact that Creighton took them out in the Big East tournament what? by 27. So that was the team that I wanted. So when that 13 seed comes for SCSU, I'm like, how in the hell are they a 13 seed? But when that 4 seed for Providence comes, it's like, yes, it's not the seeding that we wanted or that we thought that the Jackrabbits deserved, but it is the absolute best option opportunity for the Jackrabbits. I think to be able to win their first NCAA tournament game, being able to play Providence College.
1: Yeah, it's about the best matchup you could have. I'm not too concerned about the seeding because it's, I mean, this is the team that you would want to play. Yes, yep. Because they don't have that, you know, that, that Kofi Colbert or that, you know, Juzang from UCLA. They don't have that one player. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I like the matchup. I'm picking them to win for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity for them to actually win a game for once. So we will see what happens. Um, they just don't win these type of games. I mean, when was the last time SDSU won a big game at any sports? Like a game where, like, they won it. Holy shit, they won it.
0: Um, The the women's uh round of 32 game a few years back, was that Syracuse? No.
1: Maybe, yeah, they beat Syracuse at Syracuse. That was a good win.
0: Cause that got uh, into the Sweet Sixteen, if I recall correctly, where they lost, ended up losing to Oregon in a de facto road game.
1: They ended up uh, beating who was it? They ended up beating Miami a couple years ago, I think. Yes, yep, that
0: was a twelve. That was a twelve-five upset, and then they should have beaten Stanford to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. That happened
2: a couple well, years.
1: So, so the women have some good wins. Football got to a national title, but I yep. feel like you know, they they should win more than they do. Uh, and and basketball seems like they always come up a little bit short. And it, it, it felt like the with the summer league tournament, it felt like the crowds help the women. The women look forward to it. The women thrive off the crowds. hmm Well, it feels like the men. It's the opposite. But it's too much pressure.
2: mm
1: mm-hmm. you men's basketball throughout the years? Where I mean, that first game against Omaha was ridiculous.
2: Yes. Yes. That
1: they. Struggled as much as they did. I mean, it's Omaha. It's an eight- Well,
0: I mean, look, at, look, at Den- look at NDSU. And- they were trailing Denver by seven with, like, three minutes three minutes into the second half.
1: So, it's, it's, it's not something that should happen. Um, but then they go out and beat the hell out of USC the next night, and then they beat North Dakota State. Because, you know, that it was going to be close, because they're always close. So, as far as the matchup is concerned, I think it's great for them to play Providence. I mean, Providence... They're not a four seed. No, they're ranked fifteenth. I don't think they're the fifteenth best team in the country. They're they had a good season, one of the best seasons they've had in a long time, and I think they're a bit, a bit overrated. Yep. So,
0: well, does it, I'm, happy, I'm happy to play. I, I am too. I, I absolutely am. And again, we, we love Ed Cooley. We've talked about him a lot here on the podcast over the years, but this seems to be just the the, the best. I mean, they're gonna they're a very physical team. And SDSU is going to have to figure out how to, you know, how to a not foul and b how are they going to get spacing on the offensive side of the floor to get their shots off? Uh, they they got to get out and transition. Uh, Providence is not very good at in transition. SDSU is they score a lot of points in that regard, so that's gonna I think gonna be a key. But if we're talking about just like the seedings and stuff. Again, SDSU probably should have been higher than a 13. Providence lower than a four. It, the matchup worked out fine, but it—I want like it almost feels like Providence got locked into that four seed before the Big East tournament began because I don't know how you can look at that uh, that that tournament performance because they they barely beat Butler by four points in their opening game and then they get blown out by 27 to Creighton. I, I if that didn't negatively impact their seeding, I I have no idea what would. I mean, Tennessee wins. I mean, you look at some of this other seeding here. Tennessee wins the SEC championship, and the SEC was, for my money, the best conference in college basketball this year. I, the, the just the, the, the great teams that you have in there, Auburn and Kentucky, and uh, Alabama, Arkansas, LSU, they were all playing a high level. Uh, Vanderbilt playing really well at times. Of uh, a Scottie Pippen Jr. So for Tennessee to win the SEC and stay on that three line when they arguably should have been a two at worst doesn't make much sense to me. Iowa won the Big Ten tournament, and they were a five seed going into the Big Ten tournament. How do they not improve their seeding? So I, I'm very confused by what the selection committee was looking at because to me, those are three some clear examples of teams that just shouldn't have been slotted where they were at and it negatively impacts the overall bracket because I think Tennessee and even Villanova who are in Arizona's bracket should if they're the best two and three seed why don't you put them down in like the east where Baylor's at because Baylor is the worst of the one seeds or put them in Kansas's Bracket. I mean, Kansas has a pretty easy path to the to New Orleans in the Final Four. If we're ranking the the four paths of the, each of the one seeds, I I just th- I I don't understand it. I really don't.
1: There's a couple teams where you could maybe uh, you know Iowa being a four, maybe drop Providence down to a five. Wisconsin has a three. That's that's plenty high for Wisconsin. Twenty four to seven. Alabama, I don't like Alabama at all. I don't think they're very good. They're a six seed at 19 and 13. What's what's the hard out about Alabama? I cannot, I, I, I've never remembered a, a six seed with 13 Laws mm before. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. So there's a few of these seeds that are a bit messy when you look at it. So, like Auburn has not played well here for a while. Like Tennessee's on the... On the trajectory up, Auburn's on the way down. Tennessee's a three seed. Um, I don't know. There's there's a couple there that you look at. It's like, "Mm, maybe you change it. And uh, and I've heard some people say that the Sunday games don't matter, which I don't believe because there's, what, five or six games on Sunday – and it's not that tough to come up with the bracket and adjust as needed. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tennessee play A&M. If A&M wins, they're in. If they don't, they're out. Tennessee got them as a three seed. If they win that game, it shouldn't do much for them because a and is not a tournament team. If they lose, you probably just keep them where they're at. So that shouldn't change much. Iowa and Purdue, you winner that game shouldn't matter a whole lot as far as I mean it's just one game like if Purdue wins that are they a two seed now yeah I I don't know
2: yeah
0: potentially
1: I mean coming up with a bracket based on the results of five games on Sunday should not be that difficult so
0: but doesn't it seem like the committee kind of just gave the big old middle finger to Tennessee and Iowa and you know for the for their championship wins
1: like Tennessee, you move them to a two. Who do you move off?
0: I would m- move
1: off Auburn, Villanova.
0: I would say either I would say Duke.
1: Move off Duke, twenty-eight and six, Duke. Or I feel like if Duke would have won there, won the ACC, maybe they're a one seat. Maybe they get in there instead of Baylor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Duke would have been twenty-nine and five have been the third-best record in basketball, so I don't know what you do with them.
0: I would have said either you would move off Duke or Kentucky. Yeah, maybe even Villanova. I think Auburn was going to be a two-seed regardless.
1: This is a year where there's not... I mean, it's a very weak year, Top.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll get to Arizona. People like Arizona, I picked them to go way too far. I'm going to have to redo this bracket here, because <laughs> one of those things where... Do I think Arizona's going to the championship game? No. Do I have them there? Yes. Do I feel good about it? No. But who who else is coming? I mean, is Tennessee coming out of that? I love Loyola Chicago. Is a ten seed. hmm It's so difficult, and ultimately, it doesn't matter. But I don't know. It's it's. I mean, you got Kansas. You got all these teams that. Disappoint, and it's all about okay, who's gonna pull the upset off? And if you don't know, then you just stick with with with, with chalk. Yep. Because there's gonna be upsets, and that's the great thing about it. And the thing is, we have no idea who it is. And if you if you p- pick that upset and it doesn't happen, then you're pissed off because like, oh fuck, I I picked Loyal Chicago to the Elite Eight, and they didn't even win a game.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: Meanwhile, if you pick Arizona to the Final Four, everybody else is as well. So it's not as bad.
2: Yep.
0: Um, looking at some of the, the teams, looking at these play-in games, uh, you get Indiana against Wyoming. Thrilled that Wyoming's in there. I, I've talked about them at uh, a few times throughout the, the, the year about how I think this team could make the tournament. Uh, it's uh, uh, Maldonado is very, very good. Uh, they got, um, I think his name is Jeffries. He can shoot threes really good. E, uh, Graham Ek uh, can just eat up boards. Uh, so that's I think a, an interest. They struggled down the stretch, but I think Wyoming playing an Indiana team who arguably probably shouldn't be in the playing game given what given their performance in the Big Ten tournament, thinking that maybe. Uh, you know, that should have been Michigan in there. Instead, Michigan isn't even one of the last four teams in. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but you that's one of your play-in games. You have then Rutgers against Notre Dame, and Notre Dame arguably should be out of the tournament, given that I think they were two and eight in quad one games this year, and their net rating was like among the lowest out of any of the the, the at-large teams, or maybe lowest ever to get in. Uh Dayton was the first team out. I don't know. I, I, obviously, I think that, that win by Virginia Tech in the ACC championship game helped Dayton a lot because they beat Virginia Tech earlier in the season. They beat Kansas, but they had four quad four losses. That's not going to get the job done. And then uh, Texas A&M, who made this miraculous run to the SEC championship game, was the fourth team out. And I think a lot of people, myself included, was, was going to have them in the bracket, and they weren't relatively even close so at the end of the day bubble teams have put themselves in this position so they have no they have no one to be upset with they should have won more games they shouldn't have lost like porter moser is uh former Loyola chicago coach now the head coach at oklahoma he thought that oklahoma had enough quad one wins to well you had 15 losses too buddy that's not gonna get the job done uh that's just that's just a fact so you you got to you got to win some of these games and can't have as many losses. So at the end of the day, I'm fine with the bubble teams that that made it. Um and I'm fine with the teams that aren't. Like if A&M was in, I wouldn't have a problem with it. They're not in, I don't have a problem with that either.
1: I know mean, I don't have a real problem with any team that didn't get in because all these teams are about the same. It was a very weak bubble. I mean, Rutgers went on that crazy run for two weeks, so that's what got them in.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. But but, but they have some of the worst losses, but they have some of the best wins. So it all evens out. All these teams have some good wins, and all of them have a couple of bad losses. So I don't – yeah, for me, I didn't go through it. I haven't gone through it in in a while to say to give my – who I think should be in or out. But I really don't have a huge problem with any team – like maybe Rutgers because their their net was bad. It was like what seventy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think their RPI was around ninety two. So if we're, if we're going based on the old RPI and they're ninety two, I don't. They had that good run there, but Jesus Christ, no. So maybe Rutgers would be that one team where it's like, yeah, they, they probably shouldn't
0: be in. Mm-hmm. Maybe an Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, but again, at the end of the day. All these teams could have won more games to to separate themselves and not put themselves in a position to be on the on the bubble, and just yeah. be, be solidly in the tournament. Uh, and
1: then you feel like one of them, one of them is going to make the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, how, how crappy these teams are! Uh, it always happens. One of them is probably
0: going to win at least a couple games. Yeah, UCLA did it last year. So if we're looking at that here, then that's a a great point. Uh, one of the nuggets here is that I think we've had. Ever since they've done the playing game, it's like six or seven of these teams, like over, well over half, have made a run, have won at least one game, if not advanced to the Sweet Sixteen. So, who is your team that could do that this year?
1: So seven of the past eight years. There's been a seven seed or worse in the Final Four. Are you asking me for a playing game winner?
0: Yes. Like who? Who of the playing games do you think? Has the best chance to make a Sweet Sixteen run.
1: Play Indiana. I'd say whoever I mean St. Mary's. I think that I mean I was if it wasn't going to be Providence, I was hoping SDSU would play St. Mary's.
2: So, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it could be any of them because I don't think Alabama's that good. Like I'm, not, I i would not be surprised between Rutgers, and Notre Dame, and Alabama, any of them could could win. I don't see any of them beating Texas Tech though. On the other side, though, I I could see St. Mary's losing to Indiana or Wyoming. So,
2: then
1: mm-hmm. they would play UCLA. So, maybe this is the year it doesn't happen. Can one of these teams beat UCLA or Texas Tech if they get that far? So, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen this year. But if it is, I'm going to pick Indiana.
0: Okay. Okay. And maybe that speaks to maybe how weaker some of these teams on the bubble are. Like, they... What? Yes, Indiana's coming in playing relatively good basketball. Uh, Rutgers was, but, I mean, it's just, it doesn't feel like there's that that somewhat dominant team lying in the weeds.
1: No. I like Loyola Chicago. They're a 10th seed. That's Mm -hmm. who I like. If anybody's going to make a run as a 10th seed or or higher, Mm -hmm. that's who I like.
0: All right. Any other thoughts before we start making picks?
1: I well, know they got
0: through the bracket
1: relatively quickly, but well, we was good to see. Mm-hmm. And uh,
0: let's go. All right, let's start in the West, where we have the top overall seed in the NCAA tournament, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They won the West Coast Conference. Uh, they have Chet Holmgren, they have Drew Timmy, they have Andrew Nebhardt. They have, I mean, it's essentially, they lose a lot of players like Jalen Suggs from last year. And it doesn't matter. In fact, it, some people think they might be better, at least inside, just because of the presence of the unicorn, Chet Holmgren. Uh, they take on the 16 seed Georgia State out of the Sun Belt. Now, here's where we tell you that only once ever has it happened that a 16 seed has beaten a one seed. That was UMBC against Virginia back in 2018. It's not happening here. Gonzaga wins this game.
1: Yeah, they're, um, I mean, the favorite one it last year. They should go a long ways. So, um, yeah, they uh, they lost to Duke, they lost to Alabama, They lost to St. Mary's late in the year. So, yeah, they're they're a very good team. Chad Holmgren, a very odd-looking human being, but a real good basketball player. So, yep, Gonzaga, they should go a, a while here.
0: Yes, they should. The eight-nine matchup here is Boise State against Memphis. Memphis uh, rallied after being downtrodden for much of the season. Penny Hardaway got in a scuffle with some media members and stuff. Well, you know, he heaped all the pressure on himself with all these recruits that they were getting. Uh, like, with M&E Bates or whatever, former Michigan State recruit, he's at Memphis. But Boise State, they really like to play it slow. Uh, slow the game down. Defensive, grind it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going back and forth between this one because I I think Boise State's defense is going to give Memphis some troubles. If it's a high-scoring game, Memphis wins. If it's fairly low-scoring, I think Boise State wins. I'm leaning towards Boise State here, though.
1: All these 8-9s, I have no idea. I picked Memphis. Okay. Memphis seems to be playing well at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They're struggling at the start of the season. you are like, fuck, they might not even make it. Mm Mm-hmm. But they rattled off some wins, uh, you know. So, I think, uh, I mean, they beat Houston a couple weeks ago at the good win. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with Memphis. But if it's Boise State, Gonzaga, that'd be great. Either way, um, I'll go with Memphis.
0: We look at the 12-5 matchups here uh, we have. In the West, we have UConn as the 5-seed against the 12-seed New Mexico State. Now, I really like New Mexico State. They got a guy named Teddy Allen who... Uh, scores almost 20 points per game. They can shoot uh, threes at a fairly high clip. UConn goes through scoring drought somewhat frequently during uh, games. They play really good defense. They have a big guy inside. I, I, again, I don't know what his name is. I can't remember off the top of my head. and My screen's not working. So uh, UConn, I think. Big guy inside? Yeah. Uh,
1: it's like yeah, Chababu.
0: I mean, it's. it's a, It's. Adama Sango? Sango, yes. Thank you.
1: Sango averages 15 and nines. He's a big... Yeah, somebody would say he's a big bastard.
0: <laughs> I don't know who says that, but uh, I like him already. Um, I... This would be, I think, the one twelve five 5 upset that I could pick. I, I'm kind of leaning towards New Mexico State right now. Uh, a little iffy. Maybe I... Uh, I'll, I'll just go with UConn right now, but I'm... I'm I won't. I may switch it to New Mexico State here.
1: Yeah, I, I would pick UConn, but again, this would be like a 12-5 upset. You could see, because I don't think UConn's a real strong five seed. So I, I would be okay with New Mexico State winning this one, but just just to stay in the safe set, I'll go with UConn.
0: Arkansas, the four seed against Vermont, the thirteen seed. You know how much I love my Vermont Catamounts. They can score really good. Arkansas doesn't shoot the ball all that well, but they can really run. Uh, they've started to play some better basketball here down the final weeks of the the season. They lost to Texas A and M in the SEC tournament. Oh well, this is going to be tough. I think if. Vermont, they, they gotta. Arkansas cannot fall behind early. Last year they fell behind early to Colgate. Uh, remember that was the the, the one that everyone saying like, oh look at Colgate, the 14 seed, they could take down Arkansas because they shoot threes really well. If Arkansas falls behind to Vermont early, I don't know if they can come back. I'm taking Arkansas, but this is one I'm very leery about.
1: Taking Arkansas as well. Oh yeah, Vermont. Looks like they got a good offense. So there will there, there will be upsets. I will take uh, I'll take Arkansas.
0: Alabama against either Rutgers or Notre Dame. If it's Rutgers, I'm taking Rutgers. If it's Notre Dame, I'm taking Bama. Eh,
1: That's what I'm I'm undecided on. So you like Rutgers to win if they win?
0: Yes, and, and I like Rutgers to beat Notre Dame, so I think I'll just take Rutgers over Alabama right now.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: I really uh, think that the West has the best chance to have the most double digit seeds win. Yeah, I would say so. The I mean, like I said, I think Vermont makes it. you can make a strong case for Vermont over Arkansas, a great case for New Mexico State over Yukon, Rutgers over Alabama. Texas Tech, the three-seed against 14-seed Montana State, not so much. Uh, Texas Tech lost in the Big 12 championship game to Kansas. They played really good defense. Mark Adams in his first year as head coach of Texas Tech after Chris Beard left to go to Austin and the University of Texas. Montana State, Leon is it Leon Costello, former uh, uh, assistant athletic director at South Dakota State. He's now there at Montana State, and Montana State has made the... NCAA tournament for the first time since 1996. And also, congratulations to the Bobcat women for making it to the NCAA tournament as well. So both Montana State basketball teams in there. Enjoy it, but Texas Tech's winning this game.
1: Yeah, I really like Texas Tech. I just like their team, like their defense. So they, they, should, uh, they should they should have a pretty good route here to, to, to this week's six.
0: If they, didn't, if they weren't in the same region with Gonzaga, I think I would take them to the Final Four.
1: That's my dilemma as well.
0: Uh, the 7-10 matchup. Michigan State against Davidson. The ten seed Davidson runners-up in the Atlantic 10 tournament. Lost that thrilling game to Richmond. They shoot threes really good. Uh, Michigan State, you just don't really know what team you're going to get. Normally, you always kind of side with... Uh, Tom Izzo to make Michigan State uh, have a lengthy run in March. They they had a couple of upset wins in the Big Ten tournament, or at least one, you know, beating Wisconsin. I'm leaning towards Davidson here, though. I know that they, interestingly enough, they are 0 and 4 in NCAA tournament games since Steph Curry left. So they have not won since Curry was in uniform. I think this is the year, though. I, I Michigan State. I just don't know what team I'm going to get. From them uh, so I'm going to go against the grain here and take Davidson
1: I'm also taking Davidson or a team that likes to slow it down so uh, low scoring games for Davidson or at least limited possessions from Davidson and you look at Michigan State they've got one guy averaging double digits they got a bunch of guys averaging between 8 and 11 points 5 guys between 8 and 11 that's very odd Mm-hmm. They don't guy averaging more than 11 points per game.
0: But I think it's also good. That it speaks to the balanced scoring that they have, right?
1: They do. When you look at Davidson, they got uh, four guys over 10. So I'm going to go on a limb here, take Davidson. It is in uh, South Carolina, but a little bit closer for Davidson.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the oh. 215 matchup Duke against Cal State Fullerton. Um. Cal State Fullerton, winners of the Big West, Duke runners up in the ACC. Uh, Duke shouldn't have any problems here.
1: It'll be, you know, Coach K has lost a couple big games here, and it'll be very cool to see him lose whenever that happens, to put him out to pasture for good. So that'll be exciting because I don't think they're winning it. So whenever Duke loses, that's a great day and I think we're going to have a great day coming up.
2: Probably won't be against Fullerton,
1: so Duke
0: Duke with the win. Duke has lost as a 2-seed before to 15-seed Lehigh. They've also lost as a 3-seed to 14-seed uh, Mercer in the past, but I don't see it happening here. Uh, do we want to just keep going through the first-round games or just stay in the West uh, region and just play it out to the final four? Uh, play it
2: out with the West.
0: Okay. Uh, so I have Gonzaga against Boise State. You have Gonzaga against Memphis. It doesn't matter who Gonzaga plays. The Zags are going to win. I'm taking Gonzaga to the Sweet 16.
1: Yeah, well, I'll take Gonzaga
0: to win. Uh, this next one, uh complete toss-up as far as I'm concerned. I'm taking Arkansas over UConn because I think Arkansas has got a better chance to be in this game than UConn does. I'll take Arkansas to the Sweet 16, but this is where I could really see Something else happening. It's, just, it, it's a bizarre scenario.
1: They have a safe side pick Arkansas, and I think they'll at least win their first one. So Yeah, I like Arkansas. I don't like either of these games. So this, this works out well for Gonzaga.
0: The one thing that we need to make note of here, though, is that these games are being played in Buffalo. So that's uh, obviously very short distance from UConn and Vermont. So Vermont's going to have a heavy home court presence against Arkansas. Um, and if they have that home court presence in the second round, if they play UConn or New Mexico State, that could propel them to the Sweet 16 as well. So, something to keep yeah. note of here. Uh, Rutgers against Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech. Too good on defense. I like uh, Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, I think it's a pretty easy draw for them. I like Texas Tech.
0: Kevin O'Banner, former Oral Roberts. Uh, stud from last year's Sweet 16 run is on Texas Tech. So that's interesting note there. And then Davidson against Duke. Uh, does Davidson have it in them to take down Duke and reach the Sweet 16? I'd love to see it. I'm taking Duke, though. I'm taking the safe route.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Duke over,
0: Duke. All right, so ah. right now we kind of have chalk Uh, In the Sweet 16 here in the West. One versus four, Gonzaga against Arkansas. I like the Zags to win this one pretty easily.
1: I knew Gonzaga, uh, West, Where are these games
0: at? San Francisco.
2: Go
1: Gonzaga.
0: And Duke against Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech, again, just a a better team. Duke, not so great. Uh, They do have really good players like Wendell and uh, the... the, uh, the Paula the, the guy from Brazil, but give me uh these like the third overall ranked draft prospect, but I like Texas Tech to pull off the mild upset here and end Coach K's run as far away from Duke as you possibly can get in San Francisco.
1: I do as well. Texas Tech, good defensive team. Duke loses once in a while. So I like I like Texas Tech. Do play Gonzaga. In the
0: regional final. I'm kind of scared that we have all essentially all the same picks here to this point. Gonzaga against Texas Tech. Oh, this this is dangerous. I, didn't these two teams play in 2019? If I am correct, and didn't Texas Tech go? Or maybe it, maybe I. I'll, I'll let me pull it up here. I have it somewhere. Um, I'm gonna go Gonzaga though to beat Texas Tech and reach the Final Four.
1: I'm picking Gonzaga because. I think they'll be there. I mean, Texas Tech's got Duke. That's a tough game. Like you said, if Texas Tech was in any other region, I would pick them in the Final Four. Arizona, Kansas, Baylor. Mm-hmm. I like Texas Tech more than all those, but
0: I'm going to be Zega here uh, to beat Texas Tech. I am looking right now to see if I can find that year that I'm thinking of... Uh... Wasn't last year? It would have. No, it was. It was 2019. Yup. Texas Tech beat Gonzaga to reach the Final Four. The Final Four that we went to. So, um, it's not an unheard of matchup. They're they're familiar opponents with one another, but I will take the Zags there uh, to advance out of the West.
1: Me as well. Well, we got um. Pretty much the same. Only thing we disagree on is uh, Memphis, Boise State.
0: Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Uh, let's stay on the left and go to the east. The weakest of the one seeds, Baylor. Uh, only weak because they've lost some guys due to injury. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, they take on the 16 seed Norfolk State winners of the MIAC. Uh, Norfolk State did pull off a big upset as a 15 seed. Oh was that about 10 years ago, a little bit more than that, when they took out two-seed Missouri. I don't think they're taking out one-seed Baylor here, though. I like Baylor.
1: Yeah, I got Baylor win
0: this one. 8-9, throw a dart at the board, hope it sticks. North Carolina against Marquette. Shaka Smart and his Marquette squad really exceeded expectations this year. I think Marquette's got a very bright future ahead, uh, especially... You know, next year and, and moving forward with Shaka Smart. But North Carolina has played a lot better here down the stretch. Yes, they lost to Virginia Tech in the semifinals of the ACC Championship, but beating Duke was huge, and I think that they ultimately get the win here. I like North Carolina over Marquette.
1: I don't like Shaka Smart. I like North Carolina. Therefore, I'll pick UNC uh, to win.
0: All right, uh, the – wait, you have UNC. Oh, yeah, you don't like Shaka Smart. We used uh-huh. to when he was at VCU. Uh...
1: Yeah, go to Texas and then do a goddamn effect.
0: Yep. Nope, he did not. Five seed St. Mary's against the 12 seed Wyoming or Indiana. Um, I'm going to take St. Mary's to win here regardless of who they play. Indiana's interesting because they have what that that Tracy Jackson or whatever he's really good. Um, we'll Jackson
1: Davis, 18, oh, I'm sorry. Game. yes,
0: yes, uh, Jackson Davis. My my apologies. Um, so Indiana's interesting. Wyoming, if they win, it's very dangerous. I'm I'm gonna play it safe with St. Mary's, but again, either one of these teams can beat St. Mary's because St. Mary's likes to slow the game down and play defensive. I think that. Uh, Indiana, I, th- if, I would say Indiana, I think, has a better chance because I think they could push it up and down the floor a little bit more than Wyoming.
1: I'm taking Indiana. see if they can win here whatever the hell they'll play. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll take Indiana. I mean, they, they had a very good run here. They lost to, uh, to Iowa by three in a great game Saturday. Uh, they beat Illinois last week. Uh, they, they beat Michigan. They lost to Purdue by two. They lost to Rutgers by three. So even their losses here the past couple weeks have been close. So I like I like Indiana. The, the yeah, that'll, that'll be a twelve five upset. All right. And if it's, if it's Wyoming, I don't know. Maybe I'll fix St. Mary's.
0: Uh Four seed UCLA against thirteen seeded Akron. UCLA has battled through some injuries this year, but it's essentially the same team. You got Johnny Juzane, You got. Uh, 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 Jack
1: Webb. You got what? Jamie Jack Webb. Yes, junior.
0: yep, Jamie. Uh, Jaime Hakkas, you got... Um, you get... Tiger Campbell. Yes, Tiger Campbell. Uh, give, give me give me more names. Yeah,
1: they, they made a hell of a run last year. What a great game between them and Michigan State in that opening a uh, little bit right there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they beat Arizona this year. Everybody loves Arizona. So, yeah, I'll pick UCLA.
0: Uh, then, as we move down here in the region. Oh, uh, Akron yeah. has a
1: guy. His name is Ali Ali.
0: Ooh, fantastic.
1: He averages 14 points a game. Their leading scorer. Very good three point shooter. Look out for Ali Ali.
0: All right. Very good. Uh, Texas, the sixth seed against Virginia Tech, the eleven seed, Virginia Tech. Playing very good basketball right now. They wouldn't be in the NCAA tournament had they not won the ACC championship. Even if they had made it there, they wouldn't have gotten in. That's how low the committee thought of them, giving them the 11 seed. Aluma, a very good player for them. Uh, I I think Texas is just Texas has been very underwhelming in year one under Chris Beard, and I don't expect that to continue. I think they, you know, as he gets the the right guys or the, the recruits in to fit his system. I think they will be okay. I'm going to go Texas here, but I don't say that with a great deal of confidence.
1: This should be a lower scoring game. These are two of the more slower-paced teams in uh, in college basketball. I don't like Texas, so I'm going to ride the hot hand, and I'm going to go with Virginia Tech.
0: Purdue, the three seed against Yale, the 14 seed. Yale, a very good team out of the Ivy League. They took down top seed at Princeton. Uh, they, they've been in the NCAA tournament here a few times. Um, they, they're viable to, to beat Purdue here. Uh, Purdue's got uh, Ivy. Very good player that Edie. He's the big, tall, uh, son of a gun. What? Seven foot four. But Purdue struggles on the defensive end, which you probably shouldn't have if you have a guy who's seven foot four. Purdue's, I think, going to be had at some point in this tournament here. We saw them lose to Iowa in the big 10 championship game. Yale could do it, but I I, I'm not pulling the trigger here on the Yale upset. I think Purdue is in a close one late and then eventually pulls away.
1: Very good offensive team for Purdue. Uh, they should have no trouble with you. Show me something, Purdue. At least get, yeah, I mean, if you, if you play Kentucky and lose to Kentucky, no shame in that. Purdue, at least get to the Sweet Sixteen.
0: Here's the I think the most intriguing first round matchup here. We and it, I hate that the committee has done this pitting two mid-majors against one another cuz that means we might not we could have two potential Cinderellas here if they weren't playing each other. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Murray State, Murray, 30 and 2 on the year, winners of the Ohio Valley Conference against San Francisco at large from the Uh, West Coast Conference. West Coast Conference is the conference that Gonzaga's in. And this was the best year that they've had in a long time. And uh, San Francisco is making it to the NCAA tournament for the first time this century. I think the last time they were in was 1998. Um, They have a lot. They have some good players. They have a guy from Ukraine. And I can only imagine what he's going through right now. But um, I certainly... I think uh, you, uh, San Francisco can hang around in this game, but Murray State's just so good. KJ Williams is fantastic. I like Murray State here to win this game. Yeah, I'll take Murray State. Um,
2: San Francisco has least has played some teams here recently. Murray State hasn't played anybody mm-hmm.
1: in, a long, in a long time. Only so San Francisco's played St. Mary's, and they they beat BYU and. BYU, they're not in the They are
0: not. Nope.
1: They got a big BYU. They, they lost to Gonzaga in the, in the champion or the uh, the semifinal. So um, yeah, it sucks that they, that they play each other, but I'll I'll take Long State.
0: I'm pulling up here the the roster for San Francisco here because I just want to sh- uh, share like some of these guys that they have. Um, what yeah. a, I mean I've never
1: I have never seen a roster of names like this I, I these names are ridiculous Jamari Bouye
0: and that's the guy he's their star player he is the the best player that, that he shoots very well Khalil Shabab yes he's he's the second best player he shoots very well
1: Yehan maslowski the guy from Ukraine molaski. M- Gabe Stefani, Jillian Rich-Wayne, uh V, I don't know what his first name is, V Markovitsky. He's a 7'2 sophomore
0: who uh, oh, doesn't play well. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, uh, uh, Vol- 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 Volodymyr Markovitsky. He's the guy from Ukraine, excuse me, not Masaleski.
1: Good luck to those announcers. That's that's a good, uh, that's a lot of names.
0: Yeah, Jeremy Bouye is the... Is the the big guy, or the, well, he's not big, he's small, but he's the the leader of this team along with Khalil Shabazz. So, I, I mean, San Francisco could definitely take down Murray State, but oh, I, I think Murray State's just really, they're, they're a really good team. I got to go with, with Murray State here to get the win because I think that potentially sets up a dangerous second-round game here. Uh, if it happens, it should happen. Kentucky, the two seed, against St. Peter's, the 15 seed. St. Peter's, winners of the MAC, the MAC, the MWC conference championship.
1: Yeah, Kentucky's had a very good season for once. They've been down for a while, so they should make a good run. They got uh, Chip Wade, the big guy, probably your, your player of the year mm-hmm. in college basketball.
0: He cleans up, he's like Windex, he just cleans up the glass on the offensive end.
1: 17 points, 15 rebounds, so, yeah, this, this should be a good year for Kentucky.
0: So we both have Kentucky there, so that goes up then to, this, to the upper part of the East Brat, uh, region again. Baylor against North Carolina, Baylor wins that one.
1: Yeah, I hope North Carolina wins, Baylor, I'll pick them uh, by default.
0: I have St. Mary's against UCLA. I believe you have Indiana against St. Mary's. I've taken UCLA. UCLA really, really good.
1: Yeah, I'll take UCLA.
0: Uh, I have Texas against Purdue. You have Va Tech against Purdue. I'll take Purdue to take down whichever one
1: opponent they have. That yeah, should be a good draw for Purdue. i like them to advance to the Sweet Six.
0: And then this is the one here. I, I, I just, I'm hesitant because I remember last year... When, uh, when Loyola Chicago was the 8th seed, and they had to take on Illinois, the 1 seed. And it's just that in-state rivalry, and you, you want to get your shot to take down the big guy. And that was Illinois last year. Illinois was super good. And Loyola Chicago beat them. Murray State in Kentucky, I, don't think, I mean, it's not like it's a rivalry. It's not Louisville in Kentucky, but it's still Murray State's chance to take down the, per, the premier program in the state. And they're really good. They're thirty and two for a reason. I'm hesitant. I, I, I think Kentucky's ultimately just better, and they're playing really good basketball right now too. So I think they can take down Murray State. But this is one of those games. I think because it's an in-state battle, that it it taut, toss out the like any of the real statistics and and stuff because anything can happen in a game like this.
1: This when when do these teams play? Uh, The the first they play Thursday.
0: Yep, in Indianapolis.
1: So this this feels like this should be the first game on Saturday, like an eleven. Mm-hmm. This should be a that that standalone. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this is uh yeah this is probably one of the one of the better games on Saturday. So I will take Kentucky, but I would uh, I would like to watch that game.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, sweet 16 then Baylor against Ucla give me Ucla to make a run past Baylor
2: I mean don't I think I've ever
1: redone a bracket before I did it this morning with these Baylor injuries yeah I've got Baylor here and Ucla should make it but, yeah, I, I got to look more on these Baylor injuries. What's
0: going on? I mean, UCLA was in the Pac-12 championship game and only lost to Arizona. And they were up by 12 over the Wildcats there at one point. Um, so, I will take, yeah, I'm taking UCLA over Baylor. And then Kentucky against Purdue, I, I think just Kentucky's a little bit better right now. They, they play better on both ends of the court. I, I like Kentucky here to advance over Purdue. I do. Show me something, Purdue. Beat beat Kentucky. Beat a really good Kentucky team, I will take the Wildcats uh, to advance to the Elite Eight. So I have UCLA against Kentucky. What an Elite Eight matchup that would be. Um, could certainly see UCLA make that run, but it just doesn't feel like they have the, the juice that they had last year. Doesn't feel like the mojo's quite there yet. I'll, I like Kentucky to advance to the Final Four back in New Orleans.
1: As do I. You know, Baylor, we'll see. You know, Kentucky, Purdue, UCLA. I really don't see any, any, anybody other than those top four coming out of here. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take Kentucky.
0: I would agree. I think, it, yeah, this is one you don't see a lower. I, I guess Murray State would be that seven seed that I could see making that run. If, if we're going with a seven or a lower seed here, I, I would say it's Murray State. Or San Francisco. I think the winner of that game makes it to the what has the best chance out of any team seated seven or lower to reach the final four.
1: I think Virginia Tech, I mean, you know, they're, they're hot right now. If they could beat Purdue, see what Virginia Tech has have, have going
0: on. Okay. That's a good, that's a great point, too. So we're we're essentially, we're very close to the identical here on the left side of the bracket. Let's go to the upper right in the south region. We have Arizona against The play-in game winners of Wright State with Nagy! Nagy! Nagy made the fucking tournament
2: again! Good
0: job for Nagy! And Bryant, winners of the Northeast Conference. It's the first time Bryant Bulldogs from Smithfield, Rhode Island, has ever made it to the NCAA tournament. They have some good players. Uh, Peter Kiss is his name. He's He's a guy to watch out for. He's very... He's he's kind of an animated fellow, but he is good. Um, I I don't know though. I I was a little surprised to see Wright State as a 16 seed. Not gonna lie. I, it, it doesn't matter who comes out of that game. Arizona is gonna trounce them. But um, I, I'd like to see Bryant win. But uh, I mean, you you always what like. What the goddamn shit are you talking about? I...
1: <laughs> was he fucking Bryant beating
0: Navy? Get the fuck out. I mean, I I want to see Brian. I've been on Brian's no, t- uh, bandwagon no. here now for a year or two, um, but if Wright State wins, it'd be cool for Nagy. But yes. I'm still Arizona's beating whoever they face. Yeah,
1: I hope Nagy wins. Uh, he was on know, some he was on some radio program. They were saying like how they had like a lot of depth in their program. They lost a couple of dads, lost a couple of grandpas. He lost his dad this season. They've had a lot of, you know, grandpas and dads die, like five or six of them. It's
0: Ooh, had, that's rough.
1: Within their team. So good for them to to do what they did uh to, to win the uh, the horizon. So um yeah good for Nate. He's a good coach. So I, I hope uh he can at least win a game.
0: Seton Hall TCU is the eight nine matchup. I think this is the easiest eight nine matchup uh, to to pick. I I love TCU. Uh, they they have some they have some guys in there that, they beat Texas in the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, Jamie Dixon, former head coach at Pitt. I think TCU can can do a couple of uh, can do some damage here, especially against Seton Hall. So give me TCU over the Pirates.
1: I picked Seton Hall here. I have no idea about any of teams um tc was in a better conference i guess um i like i don't know pick pick pick, pick a team. I, don't know. I i pick seaton
0: okay uh 512 matchup houston against uab now uab is a very intriguing team on conference usa they they're really good too i mean they they put up some points they can play some good defense I, I but I think Houston's just a little bit better. So I would be surprised if Houston loses this game with how good Houston has been all season. Give me Houston here to beat UAB. Yeah,
1: Houston's very good inside. Um, they're a very slow team as well. Uh well, they made the final four was the last year? Yes. What a deal. And um Yeah, well I mean it's twelve five. Well, I'll take Houston.
0: Illinois against Chattanooga, the Mocs out of the SoCon conference. They w- What a game that was between them and Furman with, uh, with Chattanooga uh, winning the game on the buzzer of a game-winning three when they were down by two in overtime. Just thrilling. I, Illinois bowed out early in the Big Ten tournament. I think they're angry. I think uh, Kofi Coburn, I don't know what uh, – apparently uh, the, the Da Silva – Used to play at Kansas and gotten in trouble and whatnot. He plays at Chattanooga, so I would guess that that's the matchup to watch is Coburn against Da Silva. I'm still taking Illinois, though, to beat Chattanooga.
1: Yeah, I'll take Illinois here to win. Uh, Houston, Illinois looks a really good second-round matchup. I think either of those teams could beat Arizona.
0: I think that's probably the second-best second-round matchup we could get outside of Murray State and Kentucky. Yeah. I would say so. Uh, Colorado State and Michigan. Uh, Michigan, they're kind of like Alabama. I don't know what Michigan team's going to show up. I mean, you wouldn't think with with a guy like Hunter Dickinson that they would be as bad as they were this year and struggle as much as they have been. Colorado State's got a guy, uh, last name Roddy. He is the player of the year in the Mountain West. Colorado State's really good. Uh, Nico Medved is their head coach. I think... I'm hesitant to take Colorado State because I think Michigan is really good, but I don't know which Michigan team's going to show up. So just by that standpoint alone, I'm taking Colorado State.
1: I'm taking Colorado State as well. Don't like Michigan at all. Don't like Jawan Howard and what he did. No. But I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking and, and Michigan's a team. I don't know if they've been worth put in there.
0: Tennessee against Longwood. Longwood, winners of the Big South. It is the first time Longwood has ever been into the NCAA tournament. Longwood in the NCAA tournament. So there you go. But Tennessee playing so good right now. The great team defensively. They have some They have size. They play good defense without fouling. Quite frankly, I'm surprised Longwood's a 14 seed. I, like I guarantee you if South Dakota State played Longwood, South Dakota State wins that game by 20. I think they're just that much better than Longwood. So I'm a little surprised at the seeding here on that. Give me Tennessee in a rout.
1: Yeah, Tennessee playing good. They won 7-8 in a row. They should win this one fairly easily uh, the way they're playing right
0: now. 8-9 matchups are always difficult to predict. 10-7s, also difficult to predict. And, you know, it seems like the 10-seeds are kind of getting the upper end on the 7-seeds here lately. And I look at all these 10-7 matchups, and I don't see one that's any more of a slam dunk than Loyola Chicago beating Ohio State. Ohio State's not very good right now. EJ Liddell, eh, fine, he's a good player. But uh, you got Loyola Chicago, Henderson. Yeah, just Loyola Chicago, their style play, I like it. They're going to roll Ohio State.
1: I don't know about I picked them to win, and they're my Cinderella <laughs> here. So I, I will take with Chicago to beat, uh, to beat Ohio
0: State. And then we have Villanova against Delaware. Two teams, I think, separated. Their campuses have to be separated by, like, what, 30 miles, maybe? 40? Something. It's very close. They're crossing the Delaware. Villanova, I love Jay Wright. I love Colin Gillespie. Villanova was lucky to win the Big East. Uh, I don't think they have any problem. No,
2: well, Pennsylvania
1: to Delaware. I mean, Pennsylvania to Delaware is like four hours away.
0: Is it really? Yeah, it's. Oh, grown Correction, correction. No, you're right. Philadelphia to uh, Delaware. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's 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 not a long distance. I like Villanova here to beat Delaware here, and I think it'll be very convincing.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, the do where the hell
0: Delaware's at. Uh, they're in, uh, is it Newark? or No, uh, Wilmington? Wilmington, I think. No, no Newark. Newark, Delaware. Okay. so So I mean, it's 100 miles,
1: 50 miles somewhere. Like 50 miles away. Oh, well, yeah, it's close. Uh, Villanova, show me something. you won won. Uh, did they win two national titles or one? They have. They They've won fair. two.
0: They've won two.
1: Jesus Christ, they beat North Carolina. I have no idea what they beat the other time. Um let's find out good, here. Good, good for them. They should beat they should win
2: here. Let's find
0: out who Villanova be. Of course, yes, they beat North Carolina uh the one year uh let's see. We got uh, Michigan. They beat Michigan in twenty eighteen.
1: They beat Michigan. Yes. Yeah they did, yeah. That You're is good. that.
0: Uh, okay, we're getting it back up here. All so right.
1: We are, All again, right. in agreement, except for the 8-9. Yeah.
0: Yes. Again, it's very very in unison right now. Uh, the one I have, so Arizona against TCU. I think it could be a little bit of a closer matchup than people think, but give me Arizona to win.
1: Arizona, see, oh. Either these two teams beating Arizona. Arizona.
0: I have Houston against Illinois. This should be a good game. Uh, one that I think Houston definitely could win, just, again, because of their defense. But Illinois, too many. I think they have the better players. I think they have a little better shooting. They have the big guy, Kofi Coburn, inside. I like Illinois to advance over Houston.
1: That's a toss-up for me. I picked Illinois. I think either of these teams can beat Arizona.
0: Colorado State against Tennessee. Tennessee, again, playing too good right now. Uh, they are legit Final Four contenders, uh, or I guess outside Final Four contenders, if you're looking for kind of a semi dark horse here. Uh, give me Tennessee over Colorado State.
1: Well, this sets so up well for them to win at least two. Well, mm-hmm. so I'll take one of them.
0: Then I have Villanova again. Uh, we both have Villanova against Loyola Chicago. I, I'm guessing you have an upset here. I'm going to take Villanova. Both teams play a slower style of, uh, of brand here, but brand of ball. Villanova does not turn it over. They are among the, the best team, uh, among the best in the country in terms of you know keeping the ball and. If Loyola Chicago can force turnovers here on Villanova, then I think Villanova's in some trouble. I think Villanova's going to be able to uh, to avoid a lot of turnovers. I think they win a low-scoring affair, like 53-50. Give me Villanova to advance in a slugfest.
1: I'll take Chicago here, and because Tennessee is in the next round, so I'll take Chicago one more, knowing that Villanova's got a tough matchup coming up, so hopefully... Um, Chicago wins. I'll be rooting
0: for them. All right, very good. So that's our main difference here. Is that we go to the top half there in the Sweet Sixteen. Arizona against Illinois It scares me a little bit, but I, I Arizona I, when I was watching this game against uh, UCLA in the Pac-12 Championship, they just kept blitzing UCLA. They like they put up points in bunches. The defense could, they forced turnovers. They could score really quickly. They do have an injury. Uh, to one of their point guards. I don't know what his status is. Um, so that is
1: hopefully, a, hopefully they can make it out of this first round
0: without it. I would hope so. But then, like, moving forward here, I'm going to take Arizona over Illinois just because you never know if maybe it, it is Arizona against Houston. I, I think Arizona is uh, going to win this game, though. That's one
1: of the deals. I'll take Arizona because I don't know who's going to win between Houston and, and, and uh, Illinois. hmm. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: then I have Tennessee against Villanova. You have Tennessee against Loyola Chicago. And the, the magical run continues for Tennessee. I like Tennessee over my Nova squad, who I had picked to go to the, the final the beginning of the season. i just not seeing it from him. I, I have more faith right now in Rick Barnes in Tennessee.
1: I'll be pissed if Loyola Chicago wins this game because I like him and I'm not picking him. So I'm going to go with Tennessee.
0: Okay. Uh, so Arizona against Tennessee. I would not be surprised if Tennessee is in New Orleans for the Final Four. I'm going Arizona. I'm a little more hesitant though because I, I truly think Tennessee, the just not not getting that two seed is a huge chip on their shoulder. Uh, I, and I don't think ten, I think Tennessee is easily the best three seed. So wouldn't you put them in with the worst two seed? Maybe that means you would have to put them in uh, in Gonzaga's region. I would say Baylor seems like a better. Place to put them. Maybe you should have swapped Tennessee with Purdue. Uh, give me Tennessee over. Uh, give me Arizona over Tennessee, but I'm a little more hesitant about this one.
1: I took Arizona. I don't feel good about this at all. Um, I look at this region, you know, you look at you know, Arizona, Villanova, Tennessee, I think Illinois or Houston could make it. So I look at the top five seeds here, mm-hmm. and I look at Tennessee, Loyola. I think they could all make
0: it. I agree. I agree. Um. Yeah, I yeah. Every, every one of those teams, yeah, that's six teams, realistically could get out of the South. I think, at least from Arizona' standpoint, they're only going to have to face two of them more than likely, you know, to reach the final four. Whereas like Villanova would have to slugfest through Loyola, Chicago, and then Tennessee, and then Arizona. It, I guess it's three. It doesn't matter, but um, we'll still go there. So Arizona. Uh, So we have three final four teams, and I think we all have the same three. That's not good. We have one more region left. One more region. It's the Midwest region here. And we start with Kansas, the one seed, against the winners of the playing game featuring Texas Southern out of the SWAC and Texas A&M Corpus Christi, winners of the Southland Conference, which is just a, a, a shell of itself from earlier, it doesn't matter. Kansas will roll whoever they play.
1: Yeah, you well, know Kansas feels like they should have more success. Well, they won what one national title in our life?
0: Yes, Mario Chalmers. They beat they beat John Calipari in Memphis.
1: Oh, was it two thousand eight? That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So, if we're
0: looking at the one seeds, it seems like Kansas has the easiest potential run, right? Eh,
2: we're up to a final four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Gonzaga's got a good shot until Texas Tech
1: or Duke, but people like, I mean, this is for me, Kansas do something. Iowa do something. Auburn. I don't like Auburn anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of teams here that are playing well, or at least Auburn who was not playing well, but played so well at the beginning of the year. So I think this could be a mess of the region, the Midwest. Yes. But, but Kansas, you go to them
0: by default. The San Diego State I mean, the, the fact that the committee put both SDSUs in the same region, and we already had like Pete Gillen on CBS Sports Network not know who the hell he was talking about uh, last night, which was embar- on Sunday night, which was embarrassing. San Diego State against Creighton. San Diego State, fantastic defensively. They don't score a lot of points. Creighton exceeded expectations. this your very, very young team. Alex O'Connell, uh, one of their star players, scores a bunch of points. I like Creighton, I think, um, to get the win over San Diego State. I don't say this with a great deal of confidence. Again, just because San Diego State does play such good defense, they can maybe force a few turnovers on Creighton. But Creighton's offense really good right now.
1: I picked San Diego State. I have no reason why. Do you want to see a potential
0: SDSU SDSU Sweet 16 matchup to just completely screw with CBS?
1: I would love it. I would just absolutely love it. Um, like these eight nines, I have no idea. I guess that's why it's an eight
2: nine. Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't pick San Diego State. I guess I would prefer them to win more. Circle Crater.
0: Iowa, the 5-seed against the 12-seed. Richmond Spiders, winners of the A-10. Both teams won their respective conference tournaments. But Bohannon and Keegan Murray are so good for Iowa. And Richmond's got some good players, too. Uh, Gileard, very good for Richmond. This is a dangerous one. I was just saying here, Chris, before you rejoined, I would say that maybe Richmond over Iowa is the second best chance of happening in terms of a 12 over a 5 for me. I have New Mexico State over UConn as my top one, but this one is is dangerous here. Everyone is in love with Iowa. I'm taking Iowa here. Show me something, Iowa. Uh, I think Iowa has a chance to go a really long ways.
1: Iowa. Fuck Iowa. Everything and anything about the state. Our game they they made they made a sweet sixteen a couple of times, haven't they, that we've seen.
0: Mm, I don't know, yeah, yep.
1: They they just always disappoint Iowa. I'll never get out of Iowa. So I've gotten to win a few here, but yeah, I mean between I mean Iowa and Kansas. What a goddamn just yeah, what a game that would be. I got Iowa here. I hope they lose.
0: Yes, Uh us just look in here. Uh, Iowa did, did they make it to the... Oh,
2: like think they had one year maybe like a 17. Good though they lost his... Uh, oh yeah, Luca
0: Garza last year, they lost to Oregon in the round of
1: 32. They lose as a 3 seed one year.
0: To Northwestern State.
1: Yeah, good luck with that.
0: So, uh, we're both taking Iowa here. And then we get to Providence and South Dakota State. And this is the g- game that we're all anticipating, that, that we're all excited for. Providence, again, they, their physical team. Uh, they have a bunch of... Tra- this is uh, Nate Watney. Uh, or Whitney. Is it Watson? Nate Watson? Whatever. Nate Whitney. I think it's Nate Whitney. Pretty sure it's that. Anyway, big guy inside. I think he's going to match up with Doug Wilson. He's bigger than Doug, but that's... That's, that's okay. Uh, I think that's the... Doug will hold his own there. Uh, Mania, a good uh, good player. They got this Bynum uh, transfer from St. Joe. He has saved Providence on a number of occasions. He can knock down threes. But they don't have any of these real big five-star recruits. They don't have the McDonald's All-Americans. They don't have all of these like, all-conference players. And I just think SDSU... They they because they shoot the ball so well, nearly forty five percent from beyond the arc. They they're the the best three point shooting team in the country. Second uh, second in point scored only behind Gonzaga. Regardless of the level of competition, if you're doing that, it means something. They shoot really good for, as a team overall. Their free throw shooting has been better. I I just think they're going to be able to space the floor out a little bit. I think they're going to be able to make their threes. Baylor Shireman's not going to have back-to-back bad games because he had a bad game in the Summit League Championship game. Uh, South Dakota State, this is the best chance that they have had to beat a team. It's not when they played Baylor. It's not when they played Maryland. It's not like Ohio State even though they gave those guys, those teams a little bit of a run. It wasn't when they played Gonzaga. I'm missing another one. Michigan. That, that, year they, that year they played Michigan there. I get that it's it's going to be close for Providence. You know, it's in Buffalo. So there will be plenty of Friars fans there. But I think you're going to have a lot of people cheering for this upset here with South Dakota State. So I am going to take the Jackrabbits here, and I say that not more so with my heart, but more so just with my head. I get that the, the style of play – is is different, and I hope that the Jackrabbits are able to withstand that physical or the physicality that Providence is going to play with. But at the end of the day, SDSU can make more shots than Providence. They can get out in transition. If they can do that, they take care of the ball. Maybe Zeke Mayo makes a a big shot late, like he did against North Dakota State in the Summit League Championship game. South Dakota State takes down Providence.
1: I've never picked them before. I'm going to pick them this year but I think they do have got a shot.
0: It is their best shot. It is their best shot in six tries.
1: But like I said, they just don't win these games. Like, is SDSU, South Dakota State, men's basketball actually going to win? Eight? They're are 13 seed. That they're, they could, if they win, be the highest seed to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, all of this stuff. And all the, the, the name thing just continues to be an issue, yeah. Which is which is – astounding to me which is it's just you know un- unspeakable and i it it, it defies logic mm-hmm. i mean the, the the scott van pelt thing i think we talked about it i mean that was maybe the worst one i've ever seen because that was i mean that was a graphic that you had to download and put in uh-huh. to the thing and you had to i, I mean also, i didn't even catch it. it i
0: didn't even catch it when they showed the highlight initially until i found it on twitter um
1: Usually it's a slip of the tongue. The announcer calls them San Diego State, or they call them the Aztecs or something. And for that one, that was actually bad. That's one of the worst ones I've seen. So it doesn't happen to anybody else. So I still don't know why it happened because they've been good for ten years now. This is the sixth time they've been there. Mm-hmm. People know that Nate Walters and Mike Dow People know who those guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jackrabbits. A very unique.
2: Mascot. Just call uh, the, the Jackson. it from South Dakota,
1: so it's not like he can use them with USD. They've never made it, and they've never really been particularly good or close. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to pick them to win. I hope they win. Very deep team. Doug Wilson, The I saw him Tuesday night, and his array of moves in the post or on the basket was yes. incredible. Mm-hmm. His spin moves and pump fakes and up and under. He's not, you know, he's good size of six, seven or whatever he is. He's got long arms. But, goddamn, his ability to make some space, create some space down low was very impressive. So, hopefully they play well. Uh, I pick them to win. I don't know if they are, but hopefully
0: they do. Yep. I, and it's... Th- it's unfortunately it's at 11:40 a.m. on Thursday. It's a second game, and we get it placed on True TV, which just sucks. But I would say, you know, if you win this game, then it's like okay, you're the talk of the tournament at least early on here. Uh, you don't get lost in the shuffle of everything, so that could be really unique. And I do think that this is arguably the deepest team that SDSU has ever brought to the NCAA tournament. It's not you don't have the best player. Because that would have been Walters or Mike Dom. You and you know the, there were the other guys like uh, Jordan Dykstra. Or, you know Reed and You you had other players. George Marshall, uh, DeAndre Parks. You had plenty of other guys. But I feel like the the complement of weapons around. Like if one guy has a bad game, like Baylor Shireman had a bad game Tuesday night against North Dakota State. Who picked him up? Doug Wilson did. Zeke Mayo made some shots down the stretch. Um, Pro Easley is a guy that doesn't get mentioned, yes, but he's really yes, good. yes. He made three threes in that game. I mean, he was he was key. I, now there is an injury to Alex Arians here. Have you heard if, the, if there's a broken foot in there, a broken bone in the foot?
1: Yeah, hopefully he can play. So we'll see what happens with him. But yeah, I mean, he's the best three, and we'll you see. know what, Zach, and hopefully. Hopefully he plays, but if he doesn't, they got somebody named Noah Fidel off the bench. Yes. But, uh, yes, maybe after not playing essentially for two months, three months, can come back.
0: Yes, I mean that's that's the the uh, the weapon that that's the weapon in the back pocket that I would hope that they would send out. Like Matt Mims, the only thing with Alex Arians is he's a very good free throw shooter, eighty nine percent. So I that's what you lose, and he's he does a lot of other good things. But yeah, if he can't go. Throw in Noah Friedel. Don't, don't let your pride get in the way, Coach Henderson. You put him in, and SDSU will be very successful.
1: I um, say it's a basketball decision, and they played well without him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's still, I feel like they wouldn't lose much with him out there. It's not like a bad player.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's probably the third best player. Agreed. So um, it's, I mean, it's disappointing that it's whatever. I don't, I don't know what's. I mean, a basketball decision. I mean, they played well without him, but what does he not do that they need him to do? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Or maybe at this point it's just too late, and they'll they'll try again next year if he's still around. Hopefully he is, but but we'll see. At least he gets in the game sometimes. I mean, he got some action in the, against USD and against Denver, so.
1: I mean, it's, it's it's almost embarrassing, you know. Yeah. For, for I mean, he's a all conference level player,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and for him, just I mean, he's wasted two years now. But he's and he's he's not going to get those years back.
0: But one guy's not above the team, so Ho- hopefully they get it figured out here. But South Dakota State, we have them both beating our uh, Ed Cooley yeah. and Providence. How about the six eleven matchup here? In the bottom half of this region, LSU just fired head coach Will Wade against TJ Otzelberger, 11-seeded Iowa State. I mean, LSU is just—they've—they've they've completely fallen off the rails here. But Iowa and Iowa State's playing okay, but I think LSU's slightly better. Are they going to rally, or, or do they even care? They're in the NCAA tournament now without their head coach. I don't know. Taking LSU, I don't say that with any degree of confidence. I'll you,
1: I'm not taking Iowa State, obviously. So I don't think they're very good at all and they got a good match up here with the team that Christ, lost their coach so i'll take lsu i worked hard for lsu
0: wisconsin the three seed against colgate the fourteen seed i'm taking wisconsin um to win at least
1: one game and wisconsin the three seed they've had a good year they should win a couple here
0: Shoddy's Trojans, the seven seed, oh. USC against Miami, the 10th seed. Give me the Hurricanes to rock the Trojans like a hurricane. Sure.
1: He told us to pick Miami, so I'll
0: go with him. Uh, finally, Auburn, it's an in-state game. It's Auburn against Jacksonville State. Don't let the name fool you. Jacksonville State located in Jacksonville, Alabama, not Jacksonville, Florida. Auburn's really... Uh, Hit the skids a little bit here down the stretch of the season. They still have Jabari Smith, who's very good. I like Auburn to win this game. I'll pick Auburn, but if they lose
1: this, I will be
0: surprised. Well, here's the thing about Jacksonville State. You might say, like, okay, what did Jacksonville State do? Uh, What conference are they in? They're in the Atlantic Sun. Oh, well, congratulations. They won their conference. No, they didn't. They lost to Jacksonville in the semifinals. And then Jacksonville proceeded to lose to Bellarmine, uh, who is still in a transition. And this is a discussion for another day, but uh, maybe next week. But Bellarmine is in a the year two of a four-year transition period between Division Two and Division One, So they are inel- ineligible for the NCAA tournament. Yet some reason... For some reason, the Atlantic Sun said, "Oh yeah, keep playing in your conference. Ter- let's have you play in the conference tournament along with North Alabama, because who could foresee something like this happening? Where Bellarmine's playing in their conference tournament game or championship game against Jacksonville, and they win, and Jacksonville doesn't get to go. They go. The the team who gets to go to the NCAA tournament is the regular season champion, which is Jacksonville State." The Atlantic Sun is a sham. It's a farce of a conference. Their tournaments a farce. It's so stupid. It's embarrassing. This team, sh- this conference shouldn't even get a team in. Uh, so like, when,
1: when South Dakota State was making the transition, they weren't allowed to be in the conference tournament. So why are these teams allowed to be? I don't know. It's why a, is Why is St. Thomas going to be in there next year? I don't know. I it, it, I mean, SDSU, the women would have won the thing. Yes, and they would not have gone to the tournament either. So I don't know why. Yeah, I don't, it, it, it defies logic that these teams are allowed to be in there. I cause. don't know,
0: I, I, and the the four year transition period is a little much. I think we could drop it down to two years, and that would suffice. Um, but even then, like they're they're still not eligible. And yeah, I. I I don't get why if you're if you can be eligible for the NIT or the WNIT, sure that's fine. But I heard Bellarmine isn't even allowed to do it, so they're going to hang a banner for nothing. Like it's just dumb. Like, and it's, it's on the Atlantic Sun for not recognizing that right away. So screw you, Atlantic Sun.
1: At least the women were the women got to the NIT and they made the final four
2: mm-hmm.
1: back in two thousand seven. So good for them. Yep. None of this makes any sense. So it doesn't. It, it, it seems a very logical solution. So, if not, so yeah, we'll, we'll take uh, we'll take Auburn, but I don't feel good about them at all.
0: Kansas against I have Creighton. You have San Diego State as we go to the second round. I like Kansas to win. Yeah, I mean, we'll go with Kansas. How about Iowa against South Dakota State? Can South Dakota State make a magical run to the Sweet Sixteen?
1: I would very much look forward to that game if that were happen.
0: That's what I
1: there'd be a lot of points it'd be an exciting game. I'd pick Iowa but that would be a lot of fun.
2: It sure to see would.
1: those I mean that, that would be a great great game I think
0: It sure would and I think Iowa would ultimately win but it wouldn't it, like a run for South Dakota State to the sweet 16 is not in the least bit shocking to me given what this team does. And how good. Yeah, they are. I mean they
1: yeah, they, they scored scored a ton of points. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, it's a good formula to to win some games.
0: LSU against Wisconsin. I like Scani here.
1: I like Wisconsin to beat whoever the hell they play because those other two teams are bad.
0: Miami against Auburn to football of what used to be football powerhouses. Give me Auburn to take down Miami.
2: Well, yeah, I'll take
1: Auburn. But again, those—it's those, so hard to pick because those seven tens. I don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And you feel confident the two seed will at least be there, so you want to give yourself a shot to have. You want at least one team in every game when you pick. So I'll, I'll pick Auburn, I guess, to, to to win two.
0: Then we have Kansas against Iowa. Oh, the I don't know what I I've. I've flip-flop back and forth on this one here i i had initially iowa reaching the final four but i mean this does bode well for kansas should a upset occur so i i think i'm switching here midstream i'm going kansas
1: i will go kansas as well if these two teams meet i would probably root for iowa mm-hmm. for something different because kansas never does anything for me yep so intriguing matchups i'll go kansas
0: Uh, Then Wisconsin against Auburn, just because Wisconsin could fall at any time. And I know Auburn's not great, but give me Auburn here to beat Wisconsin. Give
1: me Wisconsin to beat Auburn.
0: All right. I have Kansas then against Auburn. You have Kansas against Wisconsin. Kansas, just do it. I think the winner of that, if if it's Kansas and Iowa in the Sweet 16, the winner of that game goes to the Final Four. So I'm going to pick Kansas.
1: I'm taking Wisconsin to the Final Four. Oh, okay.
0: All right, then. Uh, Something
1: different. I feel like they got a good trap to the Sweet 16, and I think they have the weakest of the two seeds. Mm-hmm. So, and then I mean, maybe they'll be, maybe it'll be Iowa, Wisconsin. Ooh. I mean, uh, so I, I'll, I'll take Wisconsin. I think they got a good run to at least get to, to the Elite Eight.
0: All right, I will take Kansas. I think Auburn can rally here and get and get going, but but we'll we'll see. Uh, so I have. So in our final four, three of the four are we we have the same Gonzaga in the West. Baylor or not Baylor, Kentucky in the east, Arizona in the south, I have Kansas in the Midwest. You have Wisconsin. I will have Arizona against Gonzaga in the national championship in all West final.
1: I do as well. I would my, my one regret will be not picking Loyola Chicago to the final four. That's what I want to do, but I'm not going to. So, yeah, I mean Arizona. I I haven't seen much of Arizona at all. I couldn't name one player on their team. They have this great offense, but you know how I feel about the Mm Pac-12. They what they got three teams in. Good for you. Team number is the Mountain West
0: or the yeah, same team as the West Coast Conference, one less than the Mountain West.
1: Well, seven, seven, seven conferences got at least more, at least there more teams than they did, but probably the West Coast Conference got some. So, you know, not a big fan of them. And, I mean, Arizona just always, it seems like they always disappoint.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're always losing that second round as a one seed, it seems like, a lot of the time. So, I don't like it. I mean who 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 are you gonna pick out of that side? You got Kansas? They, they disappoint. You've got Iowa, which people like. No thank you. Uh, Villanova. Tennessee? Tennessee and Tennessee's real hot right now. You know, Kansas, Auburn, I don't I don't I don't like I don't like any team on that right side.
2: hmm
1: I don't I don't like any of them. I don't like so, I, I mean, will take care the Arizona. mean, it's
0: possibility, Krenz, that we get three SEC teams into the Final Four. Tennessee, Kentucky. Auburn, and uh, yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, Auburn.
1: I, I just don't see Auburn. I just don't see them getting there. They have been just so disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. I only have five losses, but, I mean, a lot of them came in the last three weeks. It could happen. Um, but I, I like... I like Gonzaga. I like Texas Tech. I like Chicago. Well, I guess I will take Arizona, and I don't feel good about that whatsoever.
0: I agree. I think it – yeah, I just don't know much about Arizona, but the little I've seen,
1: it's like – yeah, I mean, they look good. They've scored ten points. They're an exciting team they play from what fast. I've seen. But, again, and, and, and none of these players have ever been there before, so it doesn't matter what they did fucking 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like Charlie said, every five years you pick them to go somewhere and they lose in the second round. Yep. So what, what the hell does it matter? And
0: for that reason alone, I think this is the year that Gonzaga cuts down the nets. I'm not sure if this is a better team than last year. But I think they have what it takes to...
1: It should have happened last They should have beat Baylor. Yep. They just laid a dud. Last year was their year. They get another shot. They got to go through probably Texas Tech or Duke, so that'll be tough. They lost to Duke mm-hmm. earlier in the year. I, I mean, just, just win it for once. I hate teams that are good and never win it. The Dodgers, the teams I always mention. Yep. Win it, win it, win is it, win like, it, for once.
0: The Gonzaga is now like the the the, the, the Clemson of basketball or uh, the Villanova. It. Well, you used to say like Villanova win something here. Now they have yeah. Virginia.
1: Virginia win something, yes. and they finally did. So hopefully yep. in. Uh, but for some reason, I don't like those teams. I do like uh, do like Gonzaga. So, hopefully they can get it done finally. Yes. Please.
0: So, we both have Gonzaga over Arizona in the National Championship game. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. We always enjoy this time of the year. We enjoy this tournament. It is the best uh, sporting spectacle known to mankind. And uh, it's, it should be fun. Any other final thoughts on the NCAA tournament at all?
1: Uh, the women's NIT. Yes. SDSU is going to play Ohio. Thursday at 7. At Frost? At Frost. Good. So, I mean, they, they'll beat Ohio. I think Ohio's maybe the game under 500. So, they'll beat them. And then, and they should beat their second-round opponent as well because it's either Green Bay or the Gophers.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Gophers are Gophers are not good. They're 14-17. and 17. And that game's actually in Green Bay. And, what, the season opener, SDSU beat Green Bay by, like, 20 points.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, either you got Megan Vogel coming back for the second time this season. Or you've got the Gophers, which I think maybe they've been there maybe once before.
0: Yes, they have. I remember I was at that game.
1: In the um, WNIT game, maybe. Um,
0: yes. Yep, WNIT. Is that so, – so So they would both be coming to – I one of those two would be coming to us. Like, what, what's SDSU's seed in this?
1: I don't know. I mean, they're at the top of the brackets. I mean, they're, they're a one seed. They were the third team out, I think. Okay. So they're a one seed. And if the Gophers aren't hosting green Bay, then they're sure as hell not going to host SDSU. Mm-hmm. So it would be cool to see the Gophers. I, I prefer to see the Gophers cause we've seen green Bay. Yep. And to beat the Gophers, that'd be good. So, I mean, they, they should, they should go far. Hopefully. I mean, it's, it's been a while since they've been to the semifinal of that. And this is, and this should be a team that should get, hopefully, to the semifinals of this.
2: Maybe they could this win it deal. all. And they, they,
1: they should play three or four more games. So. Yes, I think they, they could win then, it And well. then later on, they, they would play maybe Drake. Uh, maybe Kansas City. Kansas City's in their bracket. They would have to win twice. So that's your potential uh, Sweet 16.
0: Very good. Very good. Looking forward to that. As well, the USD women um, won the Summit League. They play Ole Miss. That is a 10-7 matchup. Here and the winner would have to take on Baylor. I think I think USD is going to beat Ole Miss and then lose to Baylor.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they win. They, they they need to win a game there. Yep. How much of this? I mean, team... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Both of those teams played terribly on Tuesday. That women's game was one of the worst I've seen. Yeah,
0: a lot of missed bunnies, pun intended.
1: Very bad. Very very bad. So, neither team played well. That was disappointing to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure was. Um, how much of this uh, first four days are you going to be able to see?
1: Hopefully a lot of it. Mitchell plays at 145.
0: Is that to get to the tournament, or is this the Sodak sixteen?
1: This, this is the tournament. This is the state tournament. Okay. They're a 5C. They played 145, probably closer to 2 our radio station also carries the Jack, so we're going to be right up against it. Eleven forty. We start at one forty-five, probably closer to two o'clock. These tournament games seem to last a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So uh, some folks seem to think that we'll be fine. I seem to think that we're going to probably have to leave that game at the end.
0: Yeah. Well, what, and what if it's close? Like, how do you do that?
1: And hopefully, it. And then you know, and, and this is a state tournament game for Mitchell. This is a big game for them. So it's so hopefully it's it's decided by then, and maybe we can switch back and forth if we need to in the final couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you have, like,
0: a sister station you could...
1: Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, my idea is to switch it over there. Like, all right, we're going to send the SDSU game over here, final five minutes or whatever, to this other station. Or now we're going go to go the, to, to the Mitchell game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that's going to be... I'm going to have a very minimal pregame show, so we will see what happens there. So it'll be a, an interesting wrinkle to that. So I should, I feel like, yeah, I'll, I'll miss that second afternoon session. But other than that, I should be able to see more. I think probably that I saw last year, because last year I was out in Rapid City. This year I'll be in Sioux
2: Falls.
1: and is going to be at the casino apparently. So that will be, uh, probably head over there for a day or two and watch. Some of those, Very which should good. be exciting if it's not too crowded. Yeah, drop
0: drop a little money on there too, especially if SDSU and Iowa meet in the second round.
1: Oof. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what what bets are out there. And what uh, what I may wager? That'll be that'll be
0: good. It should be good indeed. Well, my friend, enjoy the tournament. Uh, good luck with your bracket. It's always a fun time. Um, is Melissa filling out one this year?
1: I don't think so. Okay, I don't think she will. I, I, I filled mine out. I don't know if I want to make any changes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, do I want to take low oil all the way? Do I want to play it safe? I don't know. I'll probably just leave it the same.
2: All right.
0: Well, it's going to be a fun tournament regardless. It's back to normal this year, and that's the best. So, uh, hopefully, we're talking next week about a big SDSU win. Maybe they're in the Sweet 16, or at least, hey, we, we made history by winning our first ever NCAA tournament game. It should be fun. It should be a great tournament. Uh, good luck with the bracket. Good luck with the Mitchell game and everything. And we will talk to you next week, my friend. All right. We'll see you. Travis Crins joining me here on the best podcast that we do each year. We love it. It is the bracket breakdown. So are all the picks. So again, he has Wisconsin. I, I, well, I had Iowa and I'm switching it to Kansas. Maybe Auburn gets in there, but uh, we have Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, He is Wisconsin. I have Kansas. It should be a very fun tournament. Here again, you can find everything on CBS, True TV. That's the playing games on Tuesday Wednesday. True TV is where the Jacks are on, unfortunately. TBS and TNT. The championship, the semifinal, the final four is on TBS this year. So, uh, for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, you can find this podcast available on on uh, podcast.com and also on iTunes. You follow me on Twitter at Andy Stack and Travis Crins at Travis Crins Facebook Nathan Stack and a link to the podcast post middle to later part of each week. Hopefully, we gave you some decent nuggets about uh, or some, some information about the team. I'm struggling with names right now. Whatever. That, that's nothing new. But for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, enjoy the NCAA tournament. It's back to normal. It's, it's for us the best uh, sporting event. Ever, this is the best week ever. So, uh, enjoy the tournament here. Um, again, it, just listen to this music. It's not; it, it's, it's changed over the years since the, the this mer- combined merger. But it should be fun. Uh, hopefully, we're talking SDSU winning next week. Uh, look for potential upsets. Uh, fill out your bracket and just enjoy the madness. For all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, I'm Nathan Sacken saying thank you for listening. Have a great week. Enjoy the NCAA tournament, and we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone, and welcome to March Madness music, courtesy of the CBS NCAA March Madness team.